Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Christine, one of the hosts of the podcast, and today I am joined by Rich, the founder of Unseminary. Rich, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. So glad to be here. Awesome. Well, today we are kicking off a special series on service hosting. Rich, tell us why you wanted to hit this topic. Well, so I love this whole area of announcements, of service hosting. I really, it's like the third rail of what we do in our churches. I think we have a lot of resources, a lot of conversation out there about teaching, how you know, to do a better job at teaching, how to make your teaching more engaging. And that's important because that is, you know, two thirds of the reason why people attend churches. We know that uh, statistically is because of teaching. There's also a ton out there about worship because everybody wants to be a rock star and like leading music and all that. But most of our churches have a third piece of what they do. And there's just not enough. I don't think there's enough out there on that. And it's this whole thing about doing announcements or service hosting or the announcement time, that part of the service where we call people to action. So, We're really asking people to get out of their seats and into the streets or get out of the stands and onto the field to actually get them to plug in to do something. So we're going to do a number of these in the coming weeks to kind of talk about this particular aspect of what we do in our churches. All right. Well, the title of the article that we're going to be talking through today is Why Church Leaders Can't Stand Doing Announcements. But I actually love hosting at church. <laughs> and so I'm thrown off by this. Why is it that some leaders don't like it? Yeah, it's true. This is one of those areas that I think some of us are like, it's like we want to get rid of it or we don't want to do it anymore. You know, some people are, you know, they're just dreaded when they get asked to do this. Maybe it makes their stomach turn. Maybe there's, you know, team members on your, you know, on your team that are pushing to say, hey, we should drop this part of what we should do in our, in our weekend service. Listen, that would be a terrible decision. Please don't listen in, listen in for the next couple of weeks because you'll hear why well done announcements are a critical part of a growing church you know but there might be something wrong with the the way your announcements are being done and so we want to provide you some resources what i wanted to do was really speak to people who feel like there is pain in this part of what they do they might be saying gosh there's just something wrong in how we're doing it and so today i'm trying to call out to those people are you do you believe that it's just terrible or you can't stand it or you think there's something broken uh we want to talk to you today All right. Well, let's jump into the article. The first reason that some leaders might not be able to stand doing announcements is because of the laundry list. Yeah. So, you know, we've all seen when someone gets up to host on a weekend and maybe you've seen this when when other people have hosted. Hopefully you don't do this, Christine. uh, (laughs) And they get up there and then it's like they roll out a giant scroll and you can tell that on that piece of paper, there's like 10 different things. It's a long, boring list of things that somebody gave them to rattle off on a Sunday morning. This is like a terrible practice. You should not be doing it. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, you've seen this before. You've got three or four different things from four, five different departments over the next four weeks. And somehow you're supposed to get up and give each one of these things equal energy and passion. That's just impossible. This is a terrible way to do announcements. No one should ever have to rattle off a laundry list of items. In fact, the best practice here is to narrow the focus, have just one item, two at most that the person who is hosting your service needs to uh, really call people towards, to really move people towards. 
All right. Secondly, you mentioned the speed bump. Tell us about that. Okay. So imagine, think about back to a great service and, you know, there's something great going on in your church and like maybe the music on the front end is transcendent. Wow. It's just incredible. It's like people are connecting with God or, or maybe the communicator gets up, whoever the teacher is, and they're, they're just on fire today and they've got like really great you know, points and, and it seems to be connecting. It seems to be moving. Well, then if our announcements are being done wrong, it'll feel like a speed bump. It'll feel like, and then we take this dramatic right-hand turn because there's some problem in the youth ministry that we're forcing all these people in this room to think about. Announcements should connect with what's being said and felt in the service to people's schedule. It's kind of highest calling is that it's the place in the service where we call people to action, we move them to action. If it feels like a speed bump, you're doing it wrong. Stay tuned for the rest of the month. We've got help for you. Uh, It shouldn't feel like a speed bump. It should feel like an integrated part of your worship experience. Ooh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Number three, the weather report. I know you say right away that this is a pet peeve of yours. I have heard you be annoyed by this over the years. The weather report. Okay. Okay. So the weather report, this is like a serious pet peeve for me. Uh, It is, you know, it's like the person that gets up every time they're doing the announcements and they say, man, it's cold out there today. Obviously in our part of the country, that's what they're saying. Or wow, it's really sunny outside. Or gee, it might rain this afternoon. You know, this is a verbal tick. It it comes from a good place. Like whoever the host is that's doing this. Now that I've said this to you, you're going to notice the people who do this all the time. It comes from a good place. Instinctively, what they know is they're like, I've got to get on the same page as everyone in this room. I've got to get, you know, all of us thinking about the same thing. But the problem is the weather is a boring, thing if you talk about it week in, week out. You know why? Because weather is just a fraction different from yesterday in most of our environments. It just kind of, you know, changes a little bit day by day by day. And it's just boring to come back to that time and time again. It's like the guy who gets up and it typically is guys. This is not a sexist comment, but it is typically guys who get up and always talk about their sports teams or football teams in the fall. Like, oh, how about those? Insert whatever, you know, football team we're talking about. It's a verbal tick. Listen, you want to provide active coaching to the people who host on a weekend service. The the instinct of the weather report is a good one. You want to engage people, but rather than just letting people get up there and wing it. We've got to give them a framework. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking more about that in uh, the coming weeks. Okay, number four, the second or third fiddle. Okay, so this has to do with the host's mindset, the way that we think as we get up and host. Some people frankly think that hosting the weekend announcements is just not that important. In fact, they feel it's a demeaning task and they look at it's like kind of junior varsity, but they see themselves as wanting to play in the big leagues. They want to, maybe it's lead worship or maybe it's, you know, teach on the weekend. You know, if your people feel this way, it's going to come across in the way that they communicate. A part of what we've got to do as leaders is articulate to them that these are five incredible critical minutes in the service. These aren't a speed bump. These aren't, you know, a kind of a low priority thing. This is critically important because it's the part where we're connecting what God's saying to their schedules. We're moving them to action. We're we're trying to get them out of their seats and into the streets to actually do something. Personally, what I'm hoping that we do over this month is get you fired up for improving this part of your service and that that rubs off on your team, that you don't see this as second or third or fourth or 10th fiddle, but actually it is an important part of what you do. I think, frankly, that this is like an underdeveloped part of what most of our churches do. We should be spending more time, effort, energy, resources even to make this part of what we do better uh, and really raising the mindset of those people who are hosting say, this is important. Don't just skip over it. You need to focus your time, effort, energy to make it great. That's good. 
All right, number five, the sweaty palms. Okay, so this is like the opposite of what I just talked about. You know uh, that there are some people that get up and do announcements and you can tell that they are, are hating it. They get up there and they have got sweaty palms. A nervous communicator will spread nervousness to the entire audience. True story, you know, I this is like a weird tick of mine. I don't know that we've ever talked about this. Whenever I get up and do announcements or I'm in a stage where I'm speaking, um, I have to make sure I have like gum so that I feel like I've got to have like fresh breath. You know why? Because I feel like in my, there's this weird part of my mental brain where I feel like I've got bad breath. This, the sound system's going to spread my bad <laughs> breath to the entire room. And that's not true. You can't actually spread bad breath through the sound system. But you know what you can spread? Your nerves. If the person that gets up there is nervous, if they're disconnected, if they are unsure, if they're not, you know, if they feel bad, if they've got sweaty palms, that will travel to everyone in the room and it, it will disrupt the entire audience. You, we've all seen this. Maybe, you're, maybe your service is structured like you've got music and then you've got some sort of hosting moment that we're talking about here and then it goes into teaching well the host gets up they're kind of nervous they're 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 not prepared and then what that does is that injects nervousness into the audience and then as the core teacher the core communicator they get up and everybody's on edge why are they on edge it's because the host hasn't been relaxed they haven't felt confident and that can be a reason why people can hate announcements so stay tuned for the rest of the month we want to make it so that if you're a bit if you've got sweaty palms we want to make it easier for you we want to give you some confidence inject some confidence into you so that ultimately will translate into better reaction from your community all right well we've set the stage for a great series to come i think it's going to be super helpful is there anything else that you'd like to add yeah so if you're looking for more help with your announcements we're launching at the end of this series of of blog posts we're launching a free three three-part video series. If you're looking to improve your hosting in the weekend services, if you're tired uh, of this area, you know, you've tried all kinds of other things, but you aren't sure what to try next, this three-part city video series will help. Let's talk about the first one, the first video that launches, and this is going to be at the end of the month. Uh, it's called Five Reasons Why People Aren't Listening to Your Hosting. You might wonder now, you get up and you you can feel it. Isn't that that odd thing? You get up, even it's a large crowd, a thousand people, two thousand people, and you can tell people are not with you. And we're going to give you five reasons in this first reason, five reasons why people aren't listening to your hosting. We're going to set that up in the first video. We've got two other videos in the series that we're going to give you. If at the bottom of your show notes or at the bottom of the blog post today, click that link, fill in that email, that uh, email address there. You'll be at the front of the line. You'll be the first people to get that video series when it launches here uh, in just a few weeks. Excellent. And that's all for free. All for free. doesn't cost Super you anything. Super helpful. Well, thank you, Rich, and thank you to our listeners. You can find this and other helpful articles and resources at unseminary.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.